Hello everyone. Welcome or welcome back to the Faith Talks podcast. For those of you who are new here, my name is Deborah and I'm a faith-based content creator. I make content sharing all about my journey with God to encourage you on your journey with him. And that is what Faith Talks is all about, about encouraging you on your journey with the Most High, with the creator of the universe. So welcome. Welcome to the podcast and happy 2024. I know we're about a week in, but I think I could still say it. I'm still going to say it because last week there was no episode, which I'm very sorry about. I just had to take a little week off. Um, There was a lot happening after Christmas. My brother was here to visit. And content-wise, it was getting a bit crazy. So for the podcast, I just had a little break for a week. But now we're back. We're back on track for 2024. I just want to take the time and pray God's blessings, his perfect love and an awareness of his love out over your life. And just focus. I want to pray focus over you for 2024 in Jesus' mighty name just to keep your eyes fixed on the Lord, no matter what happens. That's where our faith gets extended. That's where we see God's hand at work in our lives, when we keep our focus on Him. As soon as we start to take our eyes off of Him and put them on the circumstances, like Peter did walking on that water, that's when we start to sink. And that's exactly what happened to him. And speaking about the boat and stepping out, today I want to talk a little bit about stepping out in faith. Um, On social media, I've shared that I've officially left my job. For those of you who did not know that, I've left my job. I was working in hospitality part-time or less than part-time. I was basically working 12 hours a week, which was extremely convenient with content creating. I was getting paid really well. I was basically getting paid more than a full-time salary in jobs that I've had before. Um... And that whole job was just such a blessing. I was in a manager position, which I had never done before. And the way that I got that job was really just a favor of the Lord. I was at the right time, at the right place. And because I kept showing up before, um, they knew that I was reliable. And they were like, okay, she is the right fit for the job, which in my opinion is the favor of the Lord right there. But um, over time, slowly but surely, since Last year, 2023, has really been my year of refocusing on God, for which I'm so extremely grateful. And in that, in him taking me by the hand and just walking me through, kind of shedding off the the patterns of the world, I'd really taken on a lot of thinking, a lot of worldly thinking, a lot of worldly things. And throughout that process of really cleansing me of that, I started to feel convicted about my job because as amazing as that job was financially and timing wise, it really allowed me to do content and to just live a life, not paycheck to paycheck. Before this job, I had always lived paycheck to paycheck. There was never a time where I had savings backed up. So it was nice to kind of live in the comfort of that. Um, But even though that job was amazing. I started to feel convicted about it because it was in a very secular space. There was alcohol involved. My colleagues were doing substances. I mean, alcohol is a substance, but other substances. And yeah, there was just a lot of secular stuff happening at that job, gossiping, drama. And I guess that 
I'm very grateful that I got to be there because I really do believe that God allowed me to be a light in that space. I was able to speak about Jesus. I bought a Bible for one of my colleagues. Like we had conversations there that otherwise maybe would have never happened. But as much as the Lord allowed me to be a light there, I also had to be honest and kind of sit down and be like, okay, at this point, am I still being a light there or is the darkness now affecting me? Because I was going along with the gossiping. I was not stepping my foot down and saying, no, I don't want to be a part of this and guys, let's not do that. There were a few times where I did it, but honestly, the times that I went along with it were out outnumbered the times where I did not. Things like that and me kind of feeling like the gatekeeper of the place. I was the first entry point where clients would be welcomed. Um, and sometimes I kind of decided who came in and who didn't. And I was like, okay, do I want to be the gatekeeper of a place like this though? Looking at what God is doing in my life, the um, things he's speaking through my life, what the Lord has done when it comes to growing the YouTube platform, growing the podcast, all of those things, I cannot take any ounce of credit because without him I would not be here right now I still look at it and I'm like how did this even happen there's nothing I can boast in that I've done because it's all God's work and he really allowed me to see and this is my the biggest part of my testimony that when we give God our all and this is why I mentioned Matthew 6 verse 33 all the time because when we shift our focus from all of the worldly things the things that we have desires for in our hearts that are good things a lot of the desires that we have in our hearts for marriage to um, be able to sustain our family to be successful these are good desires but as soon as we fix our eyes on those instead of God there's a disconnect and what God has allowed me to see in my life and what I do my best to scream off the rooftops is that take your eyes off of those things and place them on the Lord. And that's where everything changed for me. That's where he was like, okay, now let's get this thing started. Now let me give you something to advance my kingdom. We are here on earth to advance God's kingdom, right? So anyways, I had to look at what God has been doing in my life and what he's allowed me to be a part of and that job. And there was just conviction there. It was not lining up. I did not feel right about some days in the week, standing there, doing this job, gossiping, doing these things, and then stepping back and coming into the space that God has allowed me to be in and speaking about the word of God and encouraging people. It, it just wasn't right. And this is something that I prayed about for a very long time because when I involved opinions of my friends and believers, non-believers, the response I got was very mixed. Some people were like, girl, it's just a job. You're taking this way too seriously. Like just continue on doing what the Lord has allowed you to do and do your job. It's not that big of a deal. But then some of my other friends were like, no girl, step out in faith, trust the Lord in this. Like there's a reason that you're feeling convicted about this. And I guess that the mixed response kind of kept me in that job. And also as I was praying about this for months, I felt like God was quite silent in it all and I didn't know what to do um, a lot of testimonies that I watched because you know when you're about to or you have this desire pressed on your heart of something that is quite a crazy and bold bold move to make I don't know about you but I always look up other people's testimonies about these things and a lot of people were talking about how God confirmed it to them 10 times or three times whatever they got a lot of confirmation and in my case I just didn't quite feel that and I really prayed about confirmation but it just wasn't coming and it got to a point where I remember that I was praying about it all and I was quite frustrated because this 
little nudge, which I believe is the nudge of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives within us. So these gut feelings, quote, quote, some people would call it gut feelings. If we place them next to the Bible and they line up with God's design for us, then I believe that we can take those as the Holy Spirit because he lives within us. His desires become our desires, right? So I was like, this little nudge of the Holy Spirit is not leaving. So Lord, I'm frustrated in this. What I'm going to do is that I'm going to flip the script and I'm going to say, instead of asking you to give me confirmation that I need to leave, I'm going to make this choice in my heart right now that I am going to leave. But if you don't want me to go, then confirm it to me. And it's funny how I really felt like I was on the fence for so long about this decision. And as soon as I got off of that fence, not necessarily acting upon my actions or my choice yet, that's when the confirmation started to come. That's where, uh, for example, one of the ways in which confirmation came is that one night I woke up with a number in my head, which I never, ever have. I rarely dream. And I don't know if God speaks to me through dreams. I don't know. I mean, in this instance, absolutely. Because what happened was that I had a number in my head and I kind of researched it. Nothing came up on it. And then I just went to my Bible, opened that page in my Bible, and it led me to the blessings of obedience in Deuteronomy, kind of confirming when you step out in faith, when you obey the Lord your God, he will provide. He will make sure that you step into the land of milk and honey. Um, You're not going to lack a single thing because the Lord your God has gone before you. And in obedience, he sees our obedience when we listen, when we step out as his children, how he delights in us when we do that. So I was like, wow, if this is not confirmation, then I don't know what is. Also, when I set the date of like, okay, this day I'm going to give my notice. When that day came in my devotional that week, for that day, actually, the devotional was go for it. The sun was shining that day, which the sun hadn't been been out in London in weeks, I'm telling you, in weeks. And all of these things can be considered coincidences, but there are no coincidences with God. The Lord speaks through things like this. And if we wave them off as coincidences, we're completely going to miss our Heavenly Father speaking to us. I really felt like I was experiencing Isaiah 30 verse 21, where it says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying this is the way walk in it in that verse it mentions you will hear a voice behind you saying and sometimes when we ask for confirmation we expect the lord to kind of stand ahead of us and pull us in the right direction which he does do but in order for our faith to grow if we always have the full confirmation before we step out then how will our faith grow to that place where it's without borders? Then how will we be able to walk on the water like Peter, the water of the unknown, which is scary. It's scary to make a decision like this when there's finances involved in my case. I have my faith apartment that the Lord allowed me to have, that the rent that I'm now paying is a lot more than I ever paid. And I was quite scared when I stepped out there, but the Lord reassured me that he would provide. And I guess that in a way, I did tie security to having that job of knowing that actually, yes, I will be able to afford this apartment because I have this amount of money coming in every single month. Now that that's taken away, it's scary to step out into the unknown like this when, again, finances are involved, maybe a house, maybe a whole person that you've built your life around. Um, when the Lord is calling us out to let go of a relationship or just when he calls us out of a good thing, of something that in the world does not make sense to let go of that thing. 
that is scary. One of the verses that was quite significant in my decision making in the end was Matthew 18 verse 8 to 9 where it reads, if your hand or your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life maimed or crippled than to have two hands or two feet and be thrown into eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into the fire of hell. This sounds very extreme, y'all. Cutting off body parts and plucking out eyeballs. But <laughs> this Bible verse is not talking about actually doing that literally. But it is saying that if we have things in our lives that are causing us to stumble, for example, in my life, my job, then you are better off cutting that thing out of your life than continuing on like this. And I guess that's one of the verses that really stuck by me and that I've brought before the Lord in prayer of God you know that this job is causing me to stumble and as much as I would like to step away in certain situations I just don't I need to be honest with myself and I don't so I'd rather cut this off than continue like this when I truly want to follow you Jesus I want to give my all to you I want to walk a life in holiness with you that does not mean perfect on this earth we will never be perfect but that does mean being intentional about things like this so that verse was a big part in my decision making and then when it comes to letting go of a good thing and standing for the Lord when it's tough and making decisions that don't make sense in the world I constantly think about the story in Daniel when there's three boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and King Nebuchadnezzar has made a gold statue in their time that he's demanding the whole land to bow down to. And these three boys serve our God. They serve the God of Israel, and they're like, no way, we're not going to do that. So people catch wind of that. They start spreading that out to the king, and he brings them before him, and he's like, what's going on? Like, why are you guys not bowing down to this statue? And I bet that around that time, there would have been people to say what my friends have said to me of like, it's not that big of a deal. It's just a job. Or in their case, it's just a statue. Like, just bow down to it. It's not that deep. Why would you risk your life, right? They had so much to lose, just like us in our faith steps. Finances are on the line for me. My apartment, like just the what ifs in my mind. I'm like, what if I lose everything? What if I lose everything? If this is just a domino effect of me becoming broke again, which I don't ever want to be in that position again of hitting rock bottom. Um, but that's how our mind works where it's like, we have so much to lose a house, a spouse, uh, our kids, we are taking care of kids. There's so much on the line and these boys had their lives to lose. Why would they start to, Stir up the peace, stir up the calm over something like this. But when you know what you're standing for, when you know who you're serving, it is not right for us to bow down to these things and to just ignore it. And what the boys say to the king is like, look, you should know that the Lord, our God, the God we serve is very much able to deliver us from your hands. And we know that he will. What you're about to do to us, throw us into the fire. Oh, the God we serve is going to deliver us from that. But even if he does not, and just that little line right there, even if he does not, I had to stand back and apply that to my situation as well, that 
The Lord God sees the step that I'm taking. This is not an easy thing to do. He knows. He knows that you're stepping out in faith. That if you have a similar thing that you're faced with, the Lord sees your motives in this. He knows that you're doing this to serve him. He will deliver you. Do you know who we serve? In my situation as well, the Lord will provide finances. I might not know when, how, what. I might not know anything, but God's ways are so much higher than our ways. And he's able to make streams in the desert. He can make ways where there are none. And I believe that that is what he will do. Those boys said that as well. He will do it. But even if he does not, even if from now on, I'm going to lose everything. If I lose my apartment and again, I will have zero pounds in my bank account. I know that I know that I know that I made this decision for the Lord, that I took my stance like those boys before the king and before the whole land and said, no, I am not bowing down because I serve the God of the universe. And that's where I was able to just make that decision and rest my case at the even if he does not. God is good either way. But with that being said, look at that story of those Hebrew boys. It's found in Daniel. I don't remember exactly which verse, but the Lord delivers them from the fire. Not just that, but they get thrown into the fire that gets heated up like 10 times more than usual, something like that, because their response outrages the king so much that he's like, okay, you watch, watch what I'm about to do. Let's see your God deliver you from this fire. And God delivers them in a way that he's with them in that fire. There's another one in the fire. And once the king's guards took these boys out of the fire, the king's guards actually were affected by the fire because it was so hot. So they passed away but those boys came out not even smelling like a crisp like a burnt just take that in and just let that sink in and I believe that that will be our testimony as well through these difficult steps that we're taking when we start to dwell on the what ifs we're doing that as if we don't serve the creator of every single thing we see as if we don't serve the creator of the universe the God of Israel the God of Abraham Moses of these Hebrew boys. God has done it before and he will do it again in Jesus' mighty name. He will do it in my life and he will do it in your life also. We might not know what it looks like, but placing ourselves in these Bible stories, it's exactly like that. We read these stories from front to back as if they're nothing in a way. We can really gloss over this. But imagine standing there in front of that king that's about to throw you in a fiery furnace. They did not know the end. They didn't know how God was going to deliver them. Imagine that. So anyways, through all of this, I just want to say that making faith steps is not easy. And trust me, I know. I really sat in that boat for so long it felt so comfortable to just live in financial stability and not step out um but visual visually it really felt like and looked like me sitting on the boat with Jesus and the water was so calm and the enemy comes to whisper then why would you ripple the waters why would you cause waves when it's so calm and that's why he keeps us in the boat but the Lord our God Jesus calls us out out of that boat to walk on the water with him we are called to live life and life to the full do we think that that life is going to be found in the boat of comfortability absolutely not being led by the holy spirit is stepping out when it makes no sense i've heard of people um having just built a house where they lived for a little short period of time and then the lord said oh, we're gonna move and they're like wait what 
Lord, you just called us to build this house. It's like, yep, I know, but now we're going to go somewhere else. Being led by the Holy Spirit is a life that maybe doesn't make sense, but it is truly a life of adventure. It is a life of taking Jesus by the hand and just being led by him. That is the life that we were created to live, to glorify him, to glorify his goodness. I've mentioned this on TikTok and YouTube before, but... How can we see God parting seas in our lives like he parted the Red Sea for the Israelites? That's such a beautiful miracle. And if I would ask you, do you want to see God part a sea in your life, part a financial sea or a family sea or one to where you've been praying about a baby? I'm pretty sure you would say, yes, yes, I want to see the Lord part that sea in my life. How can he part that sea if we don't run into it first? Running into that sea, running into a mountain, into a problem, into an impossible situation is not fun. But that is where the miracle power of God comes through. How can he move a mountain if there's no mountain in our path? How can he part a sea if we don't run into a sea? So for 2024, I just pray over all of us that we would accept the invitation that Jesus calls us out onto that water, that we will take him by the hand. We will never walk alone. And as long as we keep that focus, like I mentioned at the beginning, our focus, our eyes fixed on the Lord, we will not sink. We will not fail. May you see and experience many, many miracles in your life. Do not look at the natural. As soon as we look at the natural and the circumstances like Peter, we will sink. Just keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. He is good and he's gone before. He's done these things. He's done these faith steps a million and one even more uncountable times before. If he did it for Moses, if he did it for the Israelites, if he did it for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in Daniel, then why would he not do the same for us? Our God is faithful. He will never fail. And all of these things I pray over your life for 2024 in the mighty name of Jesus. And I'm excited. I'm excited of all the testimonies that are going to come out. And these testimonies are so needed today. These are the things that unbelievers are going to hear and they're going to be like, whoa, what's going on in those people's lives? How is that possible? And all we'll be able to say is Jesus, Jesus. And those unbelievers, fact checkers can look at the receipts and be like, wait a minute, these are all things that they did not prepare for. They were not qualified. They did not have the means to back this up. Yet this happened. Maybe there is some truth about this. Maybe there is something about that Jesus. Yes, there is. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So yeah, that's it for today's episode. That's what I want to leave you with. Please know that we're in this together. I'm literally going through it right now. It's not like I'm already out on the other side. I'm walking through the story that the Lord is writing as we speak. So if you're in a similar position, please know that you're not alone. I'm with you in this. The Lord is with you. Even more importantly, Jesus is with you. He has your hand. You are not walking alone. And I just want to say that I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited for you and you better get excited too, because knowing the Lord, our God who created the craziest things and the craziest creatures, he's an adventurous God. So when we take him by the hand, I bet he's like tapping the angels on the shoulders like, yes, let's go. I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for my children to say yes and to take me by the hand to walk on the water I've been waiting so yeah anyways I really pray that this has been a blessing for you I'm excited for you you better get excited too and I pray in Jesus mighty name that this is only the beginning this is only the beginning of many many years in obedience with God to truly live life to the fullest as he has always intended us to so thank you so much for tuning into today's episode I pray that you have a blessed week coming up 
and I will be back again very, very soon. Maybe this time that's what I get.